Hello, this is Dustin, and today on Talking with No Bro, we're chatting with Larry Parham. He's an officer with Sedalia Police Department and an instructor at Central Missouri Police Academy at the University of Central Missouri. Larry, how you doing today? Doing good. How you doing, Dustin? Doing great, thanks. Hey, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this position with Sedalia Police Department? Oh, I moved to Sedalia in 1993 uh, from Illinois. Uh, my my grandparents, my grandfather was working over at a Gardner Denver uh, factory. Then my uncle came out and worked the factory, and I came out and worked the factory, and I it did it didn't really take for me, so I uh, started working at uh, McLaughlin's Furniture. Worked at McLaughlin's for a few years, actually. Uh, met my wife here in or actually in Warrensburg, but my wife here in Missouri. So we had decided to stay. So I worked at uh, McLaughlin's until uh, 98. Then I went to D Missouri Department of Corrections. Worked over at Boonville and Jeff City Prisons and met some guys, uh, met one of the instructors at the academy there that wound up being a Sedalia police officer named Chet Makowitz. And Chet talked to me in a, coming and applying for the police department. I didn't really think that was something I wanted to get into, but he kept pounding me about it and started looking into it a little more and got hired here and been here ever since. See, that was uh, 2001, right after 9-11. I got hired in November. Fantastic. I think uh, a lot of us felt uh, a heroic calling after September 11th. Yeah, that was kind of uh, an extra motivation. Uh, when I worked Department of Corrections, I, that's when it really started growing. Um, I didn't, I never thought this would be the career for me, but uh, it started kind of just feeling right. And I think this was something I was meant to do. Very nice. Well, with your occupation, obviously you've been affected by what we're all experiencing here, what we're going through. Um, how has your position as an instructor been affected by it? The Academy, we had to get creative. Uh, we did a lot of rescheduling where a lot of the physical classes were uh, defensive tactics or firearms or any of that where there may be, uh, have to go hands-on was rescheduled to later in the Academy and more of the classroom classes pushed forward. So any of the classroom stuff was done online. So the, the instructor can teach a class of 30 through Zoom, or I think we use Zoom. Uh, so the other students can stay home. Now we're finally to the point that we have students back in class, but they're still keeping everybody six feet apart. You have to wear masks in class uh, and still uh, washing your hands, checking temperature, everything we, we need to be doing. Very good. That leads me to ask about you know, your day-to-day -day job with the Sedalia Police Department. So not only are, is your job, I would say, un unpredictable, I think, I think that's a safe, safe enough term to use, but now, now we have this aspect added to it. So how has that changed for you? What changes, I mean, you guys are wearing masks now, probably gloves more often. I don't know if you, you used to wear gloves all the time. I, I don't know how it works over there. I think there was probably uh, like a I was base. always a fan of gloves anyway. Yeah, there's probably a baseline of protection for uh, different uh, things you may run into, bodily fluids. I, I'm not sure what you see out there, but uh, now, now is it a 
Is it taken up a level with this? Yeah, it, it's been taken up a little more. Uh, we've always had concerns anyway of any type of infectious diseases. Uh, you never know what you're gonna get in contact with anyway. Uh, so that was always a concern. So if I have to say pat somebody down or anything like that, I'd, I'd prefer to have gloves on anyway before mm -hmm. there was this thing going on. But now other precautions go along with it now of the person being, like if I have to take somebody to the jail, they're the, the, the person being brought in there is checked and I'm also checked before they're let into the jail. Uh, they check your temperature and uh, they'll have a, we have masks for the person taken into custody. We can put the mask oh, wow. on them also. Okay. Well, outside of the masks, did uh, you guys have to change the gloves you're using or anything like this? Sadly, we, we had already changed those anyway uh, because of, with the fentanyl problem that's going on, we had to get new uh, latex gloves with a, an extra lining in it uh, so you wouldn't be able to, uh, so you could, it would protect you from fentanyl exposure. So uh, we were already there anyway, and it just now helps with other precautions. Those gloves just are handy to have anyway. Uh, we, we were, like I said, we were already there on a lot of the precautions. It's just now it's ramped up a little more with another curveball thrown into a career full of curveballs. <laughs> sure. And you said the at the academy, you guys are practicing a little distancing. Is there distancing with your day-to-day -day job? Can, can, how much can you avoid? We, we try to as much as we can, uh, but there's still times where you may have to go hands-on. There's times where if you're trying to talk to someone through a mask, uh, like in particular, I was talking to an, uh, an older lady that was having trouble hearing me. And I kept repeating myself, she couldn't hear me with the mask on, where I had to pull the mask down anyway. And she had to, she was closer, well, it, within my six feet, but it's, that's, that's the only way you're going to be able to communicate with some people also, is yeah. like you still have to talk to people. But if we can, if we can handle a call, a, a lower priority call, if we can handle it over the phone, we're trying to do more of that. We can call and get all the information that we need to type of a report and do it over the phone. Uh, or if we can have the person come out to the porch and talk to us instead of us going inside the house, we try to do that more. Very good. Do you think this will change the way you guys do things? Maybe less contact is better? I hope it kind of catches on because just for manpower issues, if a person can handle a call over the phone, I can call them real quick, get their information, type up that report, and then move on to the next one. Uh, and so actually, uh, it'd be really great if we were able to do it online, have a, a form where a person can get online uh, to make a, a quick report about, say, their bike was stolen, uh, date and time, uh, the make and model of your bike, fill in all of those spaces, hit send, and then someone can contact you about the report that you put in online. Uh, that, that would be great. Uh, but anything, anything helps. Uh, in, in this thing that we have going on now uh, until uh, I, I think I think social distancing and things like that are just going to start becoming the norm. Uh, we're going to see more of it. Now people are more comfortable with seeing someone wearing a mask walking around in a store. Normally it would, you'd look at them kind of weird, but now you're getting used to it. Yeah, yeah, to use the term new normal, I guess, 
I guess that applies. That's where we're at. Now, Larry, you're also the vice president of Midwest Gang Investigators Association, the uh, Missouri chapter. Are you seeing any decline in maybe crime related to that? Oh, no, that, that's, uh, I've been part of that organization for over 10 years. Uh, that, that's kind of a side thing that I do. If there's anything gang related in the area, it, I would still, you know, keep an eye on that. But that, that, that hasn't been too big of a problem. Uh, they're still around. They're not going anywhere. Uh, but that, that's not really a high priority right now. The drugs and violent crimes and thefts, uh, none of that has slowed down during what we got going on. Sure. Uh, I, I think the night shift, maybe uh, things may have slowed down at certain times because of the bars being closed and other businesses being closed. Uh, but they, they're still just as busy also. Uh, you know, that a stay-at-home order was more of a suggestion for some people that they just, they're still going to go out and do what they want to do. Oh, and while everybody else is staying home, there's other folks out breaking into cars, breaking into businesses, storage units, uh, and other problems like that that we still see that that hasn't slowed down at all. Right on. Uh, you just mentioned the, the stay-at-home order. That makes me think maybe you guys have seen or have you seen an increase in domestic situations where people are at home together more during this? I haven't looked at the numbers itself, but I... I think there has been an increase, but you, you talk about uh, uh, an unpredictability in, in our line of work, but it's even as it's unpredictable, you still can kind of see trends going one way or another. And uh, it just seems like across the board, they're all up. It seems like it seems like uh, there's fights and disturbances and uh thefts, uh, just the multiple reports daily uh, that we see. Uh, I mentioned storage units because that's been a big one of late. Storage units getting broke into. It seems like uh, the bigger today it gets and we have a lot of cool things going on around town and coming to town as we become more of a bigger city, we're starting to have some bigger city problems also. Sure. Yeah, the uh, storage units, they they got one of mine. I keep one, keep one there on the east side and got the phone call one day that they'd gotten in there. Now, I haven't been through there to look at what's missing, but I could look like every box was dumped out and everything was turned over and some uh, power tools were missing. And yeah, I'll deal with this later. Well, with the growing city and the growing problems that come with it, we have seen some new developments. There is a, there's a new police department downtown, which I think kind of spearheaded the revitalization of downtown development or what are you seeing down there as far as growth the department itself is it's just off of downtown it's on a 300 west third across from the library but it's still i, I think a great addition to everything else going on downtown because it's a good looking building that our new headquarters is just uh, we're, we're really proud of that building uh it, we've already seen the benefits of it of uh, with recruiting, trying to get new officers to come to the area. When it comes down to coming sure. to Sedalia, going to Warrensburg or Clinton or Marshall, we actually have some uh, recruits saying, yeah, I, I, I want to go there. It looks like a good looking place. Uh, 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 
an active department uh, th that's already proven beneficial for us. Best Take Media, where I got hold of Eves that helped us out with our law enforcement memorial ceremony video. Uh, that video turned out awesome to where it just, it adds to making the department look good, making the downtown look good, making the whole city look good. Sure, and putting it on a platform like digital video that's accessible through uh, multiple social media sites. Yeah. Then people can see it and uh, it may, may interest them. It may reach them differently than the normal application and process. If, it, if anybody hadn't seen it, you check out that video on uh, the Sedalia Police Department Facebook page. Wonderful. Larry, uh, if anyone was wanting to get a hold of you to uh, talk to you about uh, your instruction or your work with the uh, gang investigators, how would they get a hold of you? The, the number at the Sedalia Police Department is 826-8100. And of course, if it's an emergency, dial 911. You, you can just call that number and ask for Officer Larry Parham. Uh, they can get hold of me and I can get back in contact with them. I, I'm on social media. I'm not hard to find. If somebody need to send me a message or something, uh, we can do that. Uh, I, I would say today uh, the police department would be about the best bet. Seem like I'm there. I'm at work more than I am at home. Sure, sure. All right, Larry. Well, I'm obligated from the community to thank you for what you do and I also want to thank you for the time you've spent today with us. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. Thank you for listening. You can stay up to date with No Bro Art Events by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks again.